Welcome to Be Ye Hearers. It's a podcast of St. James's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia. Be not afraid, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Come to all the people. For to you is born this day the city of David, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This Advent, I led a study group for our Wednesday night programming, and part of our class was listening to sermons by the late John Claypool. In one of the sermons, John talked about a young man, a young man who never experienced any kind of pain or grief in his life. John used the phrase to describe this young man, and it struck, stuck with me the past few weeks. He said that uh, life had not worked him over yet. Life had not worked him over yet. This simple and profound phrase captured for me many of the struggles and difficulties uh, the church of this world outside these walls has experienced during these past 21 months. While human life, of course, my friends, always has struggles, illness, uh, familial conflict, death. There's something about this liminal time felt, at least to me, that life has uh, really worked me over. As I've struggled through all the frustrations of serving a church, I've wondered at times if I should keep going on as a priest and director. A few weeks ago, I even got uh, an email from a job recruiter, and it went something like this. Hi, John. I was browsing the background of your experience at St. James' Episcopal Church, Richmond, and it caught my attention. I currently need franchise development for five years. We're looking for qualified, potential franchise owners in your area. Right now, we are actively reaching out to qualified leaders to become our next owners. I would love to set up all those Thanks, Leslie James. Hope she's not here. <laughs> well, I didn't make that phone call. And frankly, I'm still trying to figure out uh, how the tech uh, leading church is running a high cleaning operation. And how did I catch her attention? Has uh, she been watching my online sermon? Uh, since dry cleaning at this point didn't seem like a good career move, I decided that you're uh, stuck with me being a priest for now. Uh, but as we have all gone through that experience, uh, you can all kind of relate to that. If life is over, I would imagine you also had some feelings at times. There's something about the pandemic that has brought our lives to a certain point, where we find ourselves as God's people asking those types of questions. You know, why am I here? What am I doing in my life? How did I find myself in the middle of what seems to be such a mess? And with all the restrictions placed on gatherings, we find ourselves wondering at times if our life in this community, in this church, really does it really matter? Is it worth it? Uh, maybe running into the type leaders isn't a bad option at all. These feelings, these emotions that we've all struggled with in this pandemic, though, are probably not very different from some of the feelings of the men and women hear about in the story. If we really think, Think for a moment about the various characters in our Christmas story. These are certainly the types of people that life had worked over. 
Think for a moment about Mary and Joseph, our Lord's parents. Mary didn't want to find herself pregnant. Joseph didn't even at first want to marry her. The yes they said to God in both of these circumstances led them on a journey, a journey that they could not anyway foresee. Many times, many times along the road to Bethlehem, they must have wanted to stop and ask, what am I doing? How did we find ourselves in this mess? Miles from home, nowhere stable for a birth. I suspect the wise men felt anything wise as they stumbled along that road to Bethlehem. They were on an unknown road. They were at times lost. They consulted with this bloodthirsty king, who normally would have just tossed them in jail or asked about a competing sovereign. They must have said to themselves, how did we get ourselves into this mess? How did any of us get ourselves into this mess? And that, my friends, is the key question. The key question the Christmas story gives to us each year on this night. We arrive at these services in whatever shape we find our lives, and we ask ourselves, how the heck did we get into this mess? And yet, I suspect in our weary acknowledgement of where our life has brought us, suggests that part of the opportunity, the marvelous opportunity, is to see in the events of Christmas a perfect example of how God chooses to work in human life. The events of Christmas are not an example of God working through perfect people to bring that news of great joy. No, no, the Christmas story, the Christmas story in all of its complexity is an example of God working through the most challenging, the most difficult, the most painful parts of human life, and bringing into those lives hope and a new beginning. The response we see from the participants in our Christmas story is not one that looks at how things might be better. Instead, the response we see time and time again is one of gratitude. Mary, Joseph, wise men, they could have found a hundred different reasons for saying no, or refusing to go on, simply throw in the towel. They didn't. They didn't. They refused to see the events of their lives that way. Instead, Mary proclaimed that her soul magnified the Lord. She was grateful that God, through her, was going to turn this world upside down. Joseph hearkened to the voice of the murder dream, and he took on the difficult task of being Jesus' father. The men and women that we hear about on Christmas Eve, time and time again, they embrace the events of their life with a sense of gratitude and a sense of hope. As a good friend once said to me, they knew, they knew that the God of Israel was able to take anything in their lives and make everything. Everything happened. And this is precisely what we see God doing on this holy night. God is able to take the complexities, the complexities, and the messiness of our human life and use each one of us, use each one of us in his own way to be heralds of the gospel of salvation in this world. A world that still needs the church. A world that still needs each one of us. The good news of tonight is that in some mysterious, in some unfathomable way, God is able through power and love 
and our own frailty bring about his purpose for our salvation. We see in the Christmas story the triumph of our love over the love of God. Despite our faults, despite our sins, despite our anxieties, Christmas is a message of hope to a world that continues to suffer and a world that continues to grieve. There, my friends, no denying, there is no denying that the past year or two brought suffering and grief to all of our human lives that no amount of right can ever wash away. But it is Christ-like time that the Christmas story has not to speak to our hearts all of our souls. Christmas reminds, Christmas reminds us this year that through the most ordinary events, most ordinary events in human life, a birth on a winter night, birth on a winter night, unwed parents, that God's purpose can, can, and will always, always accomplish. This is why I have faith in each one of you for here this evening, in this place, in this time. In our own messy and manful lives, God is his work, just as he was in the lives of Mary and Joseph. And despite the uncertainty of these times, I remain confident that each one of us, each one of us, has our own role to play in the wonderful stories of St. James' physical church. Each and every member of this parish family is needed for the many tasks that lie ahead. As we continue to emerge from this pandemic, and to seek to heal our community and heal this world. We are here this time as witnesses hope and promise God has given to us through the birth of our Savior Jesus. His compassion for each one of us found in the mystery, the great mystery of that incredible story of love and hope for all of humanity. For you see, ultimately, Christmas is the story that leads each one of us. In fact, it is a story that cannot be told without our own ordinary and, let's face it, messy lives. And our lives, our lives, our lives are precisely, precisely what God needs and will always use to redeem and heal our broken world. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Ye Hearers. For our full worship service, go to doers.org slash live. To learn more about St. James's, go to doers.org. We hope you've been touched by the Holy Spirit today. We look forward to being your companion on your spiritual journey.